Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning and welcome to Life Point. I hope you've had a great weekend and that God is good to you and a good week. God certainly wants to work in your life in a wonderful, powerful way. I just want to share with you a few things this morning. I've been thinking about some things I've been sharing with my church. One of the things was as where we have a, a debt on our our building. We had a new building a number of years ago, and we still owe some money on that. And and I said God's working, and we I said we have a six year payoff on that. But I believe God wants us to pay it off in three years, and I believe God's going to provide that for us. And I was excited that we were able to put thirty thousand dollars more down on that debt. So that was a that's a blessing. But it reminded me of a story that I heard. It said there was a preacher announced from the pulpit. I have some good news and some bad news. The good news is we have enough money to retire the church mortgage. A sigh of relief fell over. Everybody was so thrilled. But the preacher continued, the bad news is it's still in your pocket. (laughs) Isn't that the case? I shared that with my church, hoping that would spur uh, someone on. But I know God's going to take care of that. I'm calling it the the mortgage miracle we're praying for because that would be awesome to free that up. We've been able to pay a couple thousand extra every month towards that, and God has so blessed us. But I'm excited. I just share with you that because I shared that with my church before the message I'm going to share with you now. But I know if you pray for something, hey, pray for that too, that God would continue to provide for us because we want to be about ministry and about missions. And I've told you before, our church is huge into missions, and a great portion of our budget goes towards the mission. In fact, almost double the budget that when I came here. I think I came at a, around uh, 70000 total total uh, church budget. And I think we give just about double that to missions alone. So God is certainly blessed. And I'm very thankful for that. God is certainly good. But today I want to talk about, and tomorrow, about being heaven bound. I think heaven is more of a reality for some people than others. I can tell you, tell you this, heaven was a huge reality for me and my wife, Denise. When we lost our five-year-old son years ago, heaven was truly on our hearts more than ever. And you know what? I started reading books I started listening to things. I started uh, reading about angels too, all sorts of things, because I wanted the assurance of my son, and I wanted assurance for life to come. And I knew that because I've been a pastor, but I'd really never studied heaven. And you know, now I my my two brothers, Dan and Dave, are there. Dan recently, and my parents. And you know what? I think our, all of our mission should be: we should have a personal walk with Jesus, without a shadow of doubt, that we would know that we are going to heaven. We need to be heaven-bound. Our Heavenly Father, I pray all of us that are listening today are heaven-bound, that we believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died for our sins and he rose again. I pray people will put their trust in God, not in a church, but Lord, they put their trust in Almighty God. They would read the Bible clearly. They wouldn't be distracted by outside sources, outside readings, but they would read God's word and they would listen and be obedient to God. Open up hearts this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Billy Graham tells of a time that he spoke in a Baptist church in South Carolina, and he wanted to mail a letter out that day from this town, and he didn't know where the post office was. And as he was walking down the street, he saw a little boy and asked him how to get to the post office. After the boy had given him the directions, Billy said to him, hey, if you come to Central Baptist Church tonight, I'll tell you how to get to heaven. And the little boy replied, no, thanks. You don't even know how to get to the post office. Well, you know what? 
I hope we all know how to get to heaven, and I want to talk about that today and tomorrow, so I hope that you'll be with me. You know, first, let's talk about heaven's description. Many of us have in our minds about what heaven may look like or feel like, and we think because of some of the scriptures. In fact, the great child prodigy painter, uh, Akiana, uh, she had many poems and visions of heaven, and she did some paintings of heaven. In fact, as I did this sermon in church, I showed three of her paintings, the beauty of her paintings. Well, we all know, and most of these were, she's 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12 years old when she has paintings. They're absolutely amazing. But, in fact, if you want to look online, just go to Akiana, A-K-I-A-N-A, and look at her paintings. Incredible. And she had some vision. She she painted that beautiful picture of Jesus that in heaven's for real. That's the little the Jesus that he says he saw is that picture. We don't know. We have no actual pictures of heaven, Right. But take a look for a moment of what, uh, you know, and I had our church take a look at what she had painted just just to see, well, what do you, what's your vision? What do you think of when you think of heaven? You know, kind of amazing. It makes you wonder how incredibly glorious it will be. We know this, that there's going to be mansions in heaven. In fact, John 14, 2 says uh, in the King James that uh, we're gonna, there's going to be a mansion for us. He's preparing a mansion for all of us in heaven. In the NIV, it says he's preparing a room. No matter how you interpret it, you can know this. It's going to be a wonderful place. I was thinking about mansions, and I was thinking about things. I thought if I was to build a mansion, I'd have my wife do it because she is amazing at planning, and she's amazing at putting things together. I think she'd put together a great mansion. But we know we got a mansion on top of the hilltop awaiting us. If you ask a child about heaven, you might get all sorts of answers like, hey, you know what? There's hundreds of ice cream flavors over there, and we can eat them all without our mother telling us we're getting fat. Wouldn't that be great? We can travel real fast like a superhero, great speed. We can do all these things. Talk to a child, and you will get all sorts of great answers. But we know, but what we know is just incredible. But you know what? Let's look a little deeper. I want to read a long passage today, but I want you to listen to it. This is John the Revelator that Jesus was speaking to John, and he shares these things in Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 through 27. So bear with me, because I think you need to hear God's word this morning. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look! God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eye. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated at the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It's done. I am the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Well, then he comes down, and he talks in the ninth verse, starts talking about the new Jerusalem, the bride of the Lamb. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plates came and said to me, Come, I will show you a bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the Spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and his brilliance was like that of very precious jewel, like jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates, 
and with twelve angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, three in the west. The wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angels who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates and walls. The city was laid out like a square as long as it was wide. He measured the city with a rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length and as wide and high as it is long. The angel measured the wall using human measurements, and it was, listen to this, 144 cubits thick. The wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold as pure as glass. The foundation of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, and the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gate, can you imagine that, folks? Can you just imagine this? The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made in a single pearl. The great street of the city was gold as pure as transparent glass. Now that's the description we have of heaven. What do you think that is saying? I can tell you what it's saying. The beauty of heaven is unimaginable, unfathomable. We in our own minds can't even understand Because God can do anything he wants. If you've made it to heaven, he says, man, I've got a place for you that that is just absolutely amazing. You won't understand it with your mortal minds. But yet he has laid it out for us. I believe the best description of heaven, that's the best description of heaven we have. There will be no more sorrow, he says. Won't that be great? You don't have to worry about things. You don't have to worry about the troubles you go through. We've all had sorrows in our life. Every single one of you listening today have had sorrows in your life. Some of you are going through sorrow right now, and I pray that you would give that to God. But when you get to heaven, folks, there will be no more sorrow, no more heartache, not having to worry about your children, worry about their salvation, worry about anything, because you're going to be in the presence of of Almighty God, and you know, you're going to be done with the troubles of the world. You're going to be done. And the turmoil of life that it brings, no more. So there's a great place. Now, I don't think you should be in a rush to get to heaven because you know what? I think you need to lead many more people to heaven. How many friends and family and relatives do you know that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Folks, we have a mission. We have a mission to reach the world. Are we doing it? You know, so many people put down the LDS church, and I don't like putting down anybody. I don't like putting down any religion, anything. I know what I believe. I know why I believe it, and I believe in the Word of God to be true. But i got to tell you something about the LDS folks. They send out their kids. They go out, and they're adults. They are going across the world sharing what they believe to be true. you got to admire them for that. I wish that we had something like that. In, in churches today that we are trying to reach people, to show them God. I want people to know God in a powerful and mighty way. You know, we need to be loving people. We certainly don't need to be criticizing people. I get so tired of people criticizing others. Love them. Pray for them. Encourage them. Be there for one another. Nobody's perfect, 
but we want to serve Almighty God. We want to serve Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and know that he died for our sins and rose again and be about his business. Well, hey, I ran out of time today. I love you all, and I pray God blesses you this day, and I hope you tune in tomorrow. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.